hope you enjoyed the game as much as I do. We jumped right into a very quick podcast, and with me today is Jamie and Tamuchin. I'll be your host, Gordon. How are you guys today? Top of the Uh, table. (laughs) Doesn't get much better than that, huh? Yeah, I can breathe now at least, so that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, if, if we do this consistently for the next, what do we got? Twenty-seven games left. <laughs> Only twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, Liverpool's going to have a, a huge uh, class-action lawsuit for early-onset heart problems. Well, they got defibrillators in Anfield right now, so we, we should be good. <laughs> well, let's get right into the game. So, obviously, uh, kind of a rocky start. It was it was a little more open than I feel like we wanted it. Um, they scored on the 21st minute Trezeguet uh, off a set piece. It was like a set piece from a set piece. It was like immediately there was two fouls back to back um, and the second one was actually Mane had caused it got them a little bit close to the 18 yard box um, crossed it all the way to the far side. There was a whole line of people and VR checked it and I guess we're just supposed to believe that the VAR knows what it's doing because I couldn't tell you it, you know couldn't make heads or tails of, of whether it was onside. How did you guys feel after the first half hour? Timujin, you want to jump in? Uh, I mean, I thought, I mean, the game was kind of in the middle. Like, neither team looked more dominant than the other one. I thought it was just so average overall. I mean, if you look at the team and you look at, like, you know, I, I guess the ratings that you give the players in your mind, I thought, like, nobody really stood out as being great or bad. It was so mediocre and the set pieces obviously the way we defend them we were almost due for one of those i thought so it's i guess good to get it out of the way uh in this game where you know the way we set the line and it is so close though but you know it was a good call that he was on uh so you know we were bound to give one of those up i thought because we've gotten a couple of close calls but let's face it 95 percent of them we catch them offside so it's kind of like a calculated risk that normally pays off um but, I mean, we had our chances before the goal, and you capitalized on one of those. It could have been a totally different game. Uh, I think Mane had one of them. Uh, I, like I say, we we did create the chances we needed. If you get that goal in earlier, I think the game changes totally. I mean, fair play to, you know, Villa. I thought they came at us pretty good. I did not sit back and wait as much as I thought they would. But at the end of the day, I mean, like... Uh, it's a tough away game, and I know, you know, there is no easy games in this league. I mean, you can see today by City playing Southampton, you know, most of us probably thought, you know, it's going to be five or it's going to be eight kind of a game, and even they struggle. So there's no easy opponents. Um, it's just like a tough way to, I think, like, get it going in the beginning. The team takes a while sometimes. When we're not home, I feel like it takes a long time for us to get it going, and that's what happened today. Yeah, that's a, a great point. I, I also feel like we're we're due for one or two of those a season where we just don't don't all step together. I think uh, I, you know I'd hate to be at Melwood if they do like trust falls because I, <laughs> I you know the defenders just take that one step back and <laughs> you just hit your head on the ground. Jamie, how did you feel after the first thirty? Uh, well, if if there's a trust fall involved, uh, I'm pairing up with Virgil straight away. Um, <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, um, a game like today, 
it it just goes to show like Villa Villa have got a decent squad. That that Trezeguet, I know at the start of the season we were all talking about him when we seen him play for Egypt. He'd be a great acquisition. He he's a great player for for the squad for any squad he plays for. He looks vibrant and 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 ready to charge at any ball just like any of our forwards would be. Um one of the guys at the bar mentioned that I mean, cast your mind back. When was the last time we conceded from a set piece like that? Um, really, uh, it was he made the he made the perfect run. He he did look like he was onside. We could sit here and talk about VAR again all week on this one pod. Um, seems <laughs> to be the same same every week. Um, but uh, took us a little while to get going in the first half, but. We had like twenty five shots at the at the end of the end of the game to their four or whatever, so it was just a matter of time really and little little later than uh, than our hearts needed, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the great point is is that dominance it, as long as you keep knocking on the door, it was gonna come. Uh, there was that one money change I think it was in the second where uh, he had that header at the back post and um Goalie comes out and makes a fantastic save. Actually, comes off his face uh, to go out for for a corner, and we had ten. He's done corners. really well there. Like he he was on the front post when the ball came in, and then rushed the back post, and essentially caught it yep. on the on the throat. <laughs> fantastic, yeah. And honestly, I think the the guys that really stood out the most were probably our wingbacks. Some of the passes that they did today, and obviously Robertson gets himself a goal. Um, like you said, much later than I think we'd wanted to, but I think that kind of caps off a great performance. But Tamujin, who did you feel stood out the most to you this game? I thought the only players that played well and kind of hard to find them, to be honest with you, because everybody, not nobody was like terrible, but nobody was like really outstanding. I thought Trent and Robo had a good game uh, on both sides. I mean, obviously. You know, Robo had the goal as well. But throughout the game, I thought they went up and down a lot better than the last couple of games that we've seen. Um, and they were more, like I said, they were more like their normal selves compared to everybody else. Um, so I thought the defensive line actually performed well overall. Uh, but I would mainly say probably Trent and Robo. Jamie, how about you? Who stood out the most? I mean, the plaudits are obviously going to go to Mane. Um, got an assist and a goal uh, today um, in the in the dying breaths. I mean, you you sign me up for all those dirty late ninety minute winners you want. Um, like I said, the defibrillator's on hand. So, but I mean, Tomucho makes a great point though. The wingbacks really were great. Obviously, Villa tried the uh, the low block and, and really really put all 11 men behind the ball and, and put them to the test. But um, that's what you expect from a team like Villa at home. But, um, yeah. Uh, one thing I would say, obviously, with the yellow card issue looming over Fabinho, we really missed him in midfield. So the midfield wasn't really firing today. But, um, yeah, I think Mane is obviously going to get the plot it's today. I was going to ask if uh, if you felt that our inability to break them down or at least to create chances through the middle, as we so often do, was down to the midfield trio. Uh, it was a little 
disjointed. Obviously, I feel like Lallana probably earned his his start from uh, the last couple of outings that he's had. He's really put in some good shifts. So I wasn't upset to see his name in there, but it, it really, you could tell that they were not used to playing with each other, and it seemed like they're kind of a, a step off. Um, do you think it was just Villa sitting back that we couldn't break him down and they were, you know, good defensively, or do you think that that, that midfield uh, trio had something to do with it? It's a difficult one. That the the midfield, like you said, I think Lalana earned his spot. Um, he wasn't superb today. He wasn't terrible today. He got on the ball. He mis misplaced a few passes. He lost the ball a couple of times, but um, he done well. He he done well enough against the side like Villa. Um, it's difficult to say whether the 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 trio weren't firing six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, but, uh, regardless, we, we missed, um, a marshal in midfield like Fabinho is, you know, he's the first name on the team sheet next to Alison Winfit, Van, uh, Virgil, um, Bobby Salah, you know, he, he's, he's really that good. And today we missed him, but for a game like city, you really don't want to miss him. So Lalana deserved a spot and it didn't disappoint in his own little world so i think it was kind of like odd to see that if you think about it like if you think about having a depth chart if you will that lalana is like the second defensive midfielder now and we're not considering henderson for that spot at all uh i almost assumed if you know fabinho was not going to play knowing lalana just played a pretty much a full game i kind of assumed henderson would be back in that spot or maybe genie i never thought you know in the depth chart now, Lalana is the second defensive midfielder, so Fabinho is not there. He kind of steps into that position. Even when I saw the lineup, I thought I didn't think he was going to be the one playing the defensive role. But like Jamie says, I thought he did decent. It wasn't, you know, extraordinary or anything like that. I think it's kind of like a sluggish, slow midfield, which works when they win the ball back and the front three are producing. But the front three were kind of sluggish and they were not clicking as well. So we kind of had a lot tougher time uh, clicking and creating stuff. Because if you look at like the stuff we created before they scored, the couple of those opportunities always came from turnovers that the midfield actually got, you know, stole the ball, you know, like, you know, and then started a counter right away. That's when we kind of were able to cut Villa and create the chances. So they did their job overall in terms of winning the ball back. But obviously, it's not the most creative midfield. That's when you kind of rely on them to win the ball and the three up front to create and score. The front three were, I mean, neither one of them really had a good game. I mean, Mane kind of like in the last 10 minutes kind of like shines and stuff like that. But throughout the game, there was like really poor passing. Uh, like, you know, I can recall at least like three, four passes to Salah that were way too fast. A couple of times, Salah tried to pick up a dribble and just, like, you know, couldn't even dribble the ball, like, got it too far away from him and gave it up. Uh, same thing with Bobby. I think the front three was kind of, like, subpar today, which kind of affects it when you don't have creativity in midfield, too. It's kind of hard to get a, you know, get any scores. Yeah, I think that's also a good point. It wasn't like we were out of it. We ended up having 74% of possession, so... It, it wasn't like we were giving the ball away. We were retaining it. It's just we couldn't find that, that last click in there. And, and yeah, I felt like Bobby, again, he wasn't as effective. Um, he was in attacking, excuse me. 
but I felt like it, it might be a new tactic because we, we sort of all noticed we were talking about it during the game on the group chat, but he was much deeper than we'd seen him, and he was coming in. I mean, he usually goes in and gets the ball if, if he can't find it to his feet. But this in this game, he seemed like he stayed down there, and it was actually allowing I, – I saw a lot of crossover between uh, Mane and Salah, and they were in the middle a lot more than we've ever seen him. And I'm wondering if that's something that Klopp is trying, maybe dragging Bobby out of there um, and opening up some space behind him. But at this point, whether it's just they got to get used to this new tactic or Bobby was just so off his game that it's sort of the game opened up that way, I'm I'm not entirely sure. But one thing that I do want to go back and touch on with, you were talking about depth chart for the midfield. It seems like we have... You know, we're getting all of our people back from injury, which is great. We've got a couple of players that doesn't seem like they can start a game. Like, they're completely ineffective starting. So you lose that ability to rest players. Like, I feel like Nabi Keita, whenever he comes on as a sub, completely changes the game. He's lively. He gets into tackles. He's looking for the passes that nobody else is seeing. Same thing with Divock. Jamie, I want to ask you, do you think that it's just it's in your nature to be a bench player, or do you think it's something that it, like Nabby just still needs time with all the injuries that he's gotten? Well, I think for the for the two in question, for Nabby and Div, it's um it's a matter of of being able to sit there for sixty or seventy minutes and watch the game unfold from the sidelines and you know what's asked of you. You know what's needed of you, um, especially when you're coming up a, a, against a, a physical, defensive team um, who are trying to to pull the wool over our eyes and, and sneak away with a, a cheeky 1-0 win or even a draw would have felt, uh, to be honest, a draw, 80, 70 minutes, we, we probably would have taken a draw, you know? Um so when you're afforded the luxury of sitting there watching that game unfold, you know what's needed of you. You know what you need to do. You want to do that. Um, so y- you stake your claim through that. Um, I think they're obviously either, in Nabi's case, not ready uh, to affect the game from the get-go, or in Div's case, um, you're just not going to get the minutes that Bobby would provide. Um Div has a, a second option where you know you're you're playing against the defensive side. You want to stick a big man up front, and yeah, he's played on the on the wing more so. But today it was like just get that bigger body in the middle, and we'll stick some crosses on your head. And he created a bit of havoc. Um, so I don't know. I, I think um, it's a difficult one, but uh, just like last year, it's a long season, and everybody will have their their point to prove and and their time to do it so it's a good job we've got players like that on the bench ready to go it is it's uh go ahead Timuchin, sorry i think it's partially because of like the adjustment too i think that kind of happens with uh i mean obviously you're putting in quality players off your bench that helps the cause and then i think it's kind of like tougher on the opposition because the players coming in are not an even like a one-for-one one swap, at least in, in in terms of style. You know, you take, I don't know, like Hendo or, you know, like Genie or Milner out and you put Keita in 
Well, you're dealing with a totally different player now. I mean, same thing with like Divac. I mean, when Divac comes in, it's a totally different style of player than, you know, like Salah or, you know, like Firmino or, you know, Mane. So I think it's kind of like helps those guys to come in as a sub because they're kind of taking advantage of the fact that the defense is trying to adjust to them, which, you know, obviously is always difficult and makes them, you know, do some errors on their parts, which makes it easier for, you know, Divac and Keita and stuff when they come in. They can take advantage of that period where the defense is trying to adjust to the adjustment that you just made. You know, they're trying to make their counter move and these guys are they have the quality to be able to take advantage of it before that counter move even comes. Um, but it is, in some sense, frustrating. I mean, I thought Ox had a great day-to-day, too, coming in. Um I really hope that, you know, he can kind of gain the form and, you know, like the physical strength and everything that he had before because he's exactly what we need. Whenever he gets that ball, like in the center of the field, kind of like, you know, away from the box, but he can get a couple of jiggles and close. He pushes the, you know, he's the only guy that kind of has that threat to be able to shoot from far away. Uh, so he automatically pulls defenders towards him. Whereas if you have like Genie or Hando and they're like, you know, even Fabinho, if they're swinging that ball around in the center of the field, really doesn't push the defense forward because they don't have that threat of, you know, you know, taking a shot from far away. So I think it really helps create some space. You know, you were talking earlier about, you know, Firmino pulling, you know, coming back to create the space behind. I think it really helps when Ox is in there because it does, he does attract the defense towards him with that threat of like taking a shot. And which kind of like gave a lot of space, you know, when we swing that ball to the side now, there's less people in the middle because some of them had to push forward and come closer to the arc. So that, I mean, more than Keita, I know everybody wants, you know, Nabi to be the player that we saw, you know, the player that we thought we were getting and stuff like that. But I really think having seen him in the past perform that way and how well the team performed at the time, I really can't wait for Ox to be in game shape at all times and be like a regular starter because I think he would be the missing piece that would put that midfield over the top in terms of becoming a bigger scoring threat too. Precisely. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Even in the 2018 Champions League final, I felt like we really missed Ox. We just missed that that bully in midfield that isn't afraid to take a 20-yard pop, even though he's already tried it three times and it hasn't come off. <laughs> We've got, we had nobody like that. So I, he is totally dynamic. I think that's one of the things that makes this team so great is that when Klopp does go to the bench, he, he's pulling something totally different. So the teams that are sitting in this bus formation inside the 18-yard box have been dealing with you know one-way traffic a certain way. And then you just put this, you just slam this square peg in a round hole and the defense has no idea how to cope with it. And I, I think you see it time and time again. I honestly think that's probably why we're so good late is because when we do bring these players on, they totally change the way the midfield works and it's it's too late and there's not enough time for these defenses to figure it out. But one thing I guess that we can talk about was when Divock Rivi came in, before that, we had been pretty much sanctioned to the wings and, and getting crosses off, which is not really what, how we do our best work. But when Divac comes in, it definitely changes it because he draws defenders to him when the when the ball's in the air. 
And so it afforded a, a lot of movement for, for Bobby and Mane. And I think that's why Mane started to get back into the game. Also, he, he switched over to his preferred right side. So he always gets a little bit of a jolt when he goes over there. But solid today. Jamie, what did you think of his performance? Is it worrying or is he just in a little rut that, that's uh, nothing to worry about? I think it was telling when uh, towards the end, just after he went off, the the camera cut to Klopp and and Salah was in the background, and I think it was a chance for Div, um, and he, he Salah kind of just shook his head and and almost as if he was saying to himself, you know, ah oh, well, if that had fallen to me, you know, I I feel like he was just kind of um, had a few opportunities where he skied that one volley. He he just wasn't on all cylinders today and I feel like if we had have risked keeping him on for the 90 and the perfect chance had have fallen to him he probably would have scored but you know it, I don't think he's in a rut I think he's doing everything he can to be involved in the game um, but you know credit's got to go to uh to Villa um, and to Mings a little bit because players like that who are, who are gonna um, not not shy away from the challenge and, and be ready for players like uh, Salah and Mane. Um, I, I think it was uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. He's probably disappointed in himself. We're probably all a little bit disappointed too. But. Um, he can't win all the games. He he can't win everything. Um, Mane just seems to be overshadowing him a little bit, but uh, he'll come good again, definitely. definitely and bear in mind, he still better. has that pain too. I mean, he came off in the other game because he couldn't finish the full 90 minutes. So, I mean, I don't know. Him coming off today was based off of performance or the fact that he can't perform well because that nagging pain comes back. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I would think, think we might see Divock start over him actually during the week as well to give him some rest to come back to him. I'm not thinking something that's concerning. I mean, he had an off day. Uh, in all fairness, like I say, some of the balls passed to him were just way too fast for him to even catch on to latch onto. But he did give the ball away needlessly a couple of times too. But I don't think it's something to worry about. I mean, it's, you know, that's why you have a great team with a bunch of players. So when one of them can't perform and create miracles, there's always a couple of other ones to be able to kind of like take advantage and score and keep you going. But I think he'll be fine. I mean, in some ways, in some ways, getting this win the way we did is better than a very easy win uh, heading into the city game. Because I really feel like this will kind of... Uh, Group the team a lot better than any easy away win that was like 3-0, 4-1 or something like that. So that, I mean, I'm sure they're well aware that they kind of got away with, um, you know, getting the three points in a game. Maybe we didn't fully deserve it. I know there were some questionable calls that could have gone either way, but I don't think anybody can sit here and say we played well. So I think it's a better thing to go into the city game in terms of the mindset that, hey, we got to do a lot better and start that game which is probably like the most important game of the season so far, obviously. Yeah, yeah that brings up a great point um, that we we do have a game midweek. Well, we both have games midweek. 
Um, fortunately, we're still at home, so we get to rest up this week. Uh, there's no travel. It's also gank. I feel like we can probably play, I don't want to say a B team, but at least get some, like, rotate the, the squad, the starting 11 from today, give them a little bit of a rest. I, I really think, you know, I keep saying it, that Robo needs a rest, but then he goes out and puts in 95 minutes like he did today, and you're like, I don't, you know, I think that guy just needs to change batteries, and he's fine after that. <laughs> just wind him up, and he goes out there and does his business, but City do travel away. Uh, it's it's not a strong opponent. It's uh, Atalantia in uh, Italy, so I think they might might be able to afford to kind of rotate their line up a little bit as well, but I think I think we're in a good place here. I really think that getting this win, I, I think that the hard wins, like you guys are saying, they build a lot of character, and they show you like how close you can come to dropping points, and you really need to push all all 90 minutes to, to win the game, or sometimes, in our case, 95 minutes to win games, but one of the standouts, we sort of talked about him already, Trent Alexander-Arnold. 100 matches today for Liverpool. The kid's 21 years old. Have you seen anything like it, Jamie? It's to to think that that young man has 100 matches of first team football in a Liverpool shirt is is something else. Like we can all remember him coming back, uh, coming in for his first game against United, and it was like he he was meant to be there. Um, 100 games in. And I just want a hundred more, and then a hundred more after that. I mean, he's he is the scouser on our team. He leads by example. When that free kick came came outside the box, there was only one man I wanted to hit it, and if it wasn't for a deflection, it was definitely on target. He's he's unbelievable. He's he is all of us right now. He's living his best life. Uh, the kids the kids unreal. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe there, there's something to be said and we'll just glance over it briefly. Oh, maybe he's not as defensively uh, tactical as Robertson or even other right backs in the in the Premier League. But uh, for me and, and for Liverpool, uh, uh, I'm sure it goes for all of us. He He's uh, a club stalwart. You know, he, he, he really is. It's brilliant to have him. Um, the, the topic... Uh, of him moving up into midfield in his later career, that's still an option for him. Um, the 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 sky's the limit for him. He's he's unbelievable. His passing yeah, range, man, other... it is amazing. Like the switches he does all the way from the right to the left, and at the pace that ball goes and lands at Robo's feet. I mean, that's that's amazing. So for him to be only twenty-one, and he just turned twenty-one, mind you. I mean, it's just amazing. I think that's very lucky to have this dude that's going to be there for a long time. And I, yeah, he might not be as strong defensively, but like I said, he's only 21. And that's, he's only going to get better in a bunch of different categories. And that has to be scary for all the opponents in the Premier League. I think we, we talked about it a long time ago. I actually think probably before the season started, but he can only get better, especially when in training, He's got Virgil van Dijk next to him, and he's up against Mane and Salah every single day. Two of the fastest, quickest, most devious players in the Premier League, and he has to defend them, you know, six days of the week. 
<laughs> I think it, it speaks volumes. I, you can only get better. It's it's literally like when you're a kid and you've got a little bit of talent and, and your coaches tell you to go play up and you know, you're an eight year old playing in the, the twelve year old league. It's just you can only get better. And I think, you know, some of his like he gets almost too much criticism for his like defensive play at times. Because people, I mean, he is on the harder side of things compared to Robo because he does not get as much help from, because we're okay with Salah kind of like lurking up front a bit more and not tracking back as much as, for example, we expect out of uh, Mane. So he is over there on an island by himself sometimes. And as much as he pushes up front as well, he has like a more challenging task defensively, I think, compared to Robertson on the other side. So, um but, I mean, even then, I think there have been games where, you know, we've gone into the game where, you know, that was everybody's concern, how he's going to do defensively. Like, especially against City, I remember, like, against Sané, once I mean, like, Sterling, where he's performed exceptionally well. So if that's his focus, I think he's he has the speed, and he's physically a lot stronger than, you know, when we first started playing, watching him, because he was a freaking teenager. Uh, and... I, yeah, like I say, the sky's the limit for the kid. With that passing range, ability to shoot, uh, I mean, the way he whips the ball in from his crosses, I mean, he's got it all, and like I say, very lucky to have a kid like that on the team. Yeah, where where have I heard a 21-year-old scouser getting his 100th cat? Oh, yeah, that's right, Steven Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really think that he he could go down just like Steven. I think he's going to be just at the club forever. You could tell he's rooted here. He's and, and like Jamie said, he's all of us. He's We're living vicariously through Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> and I think that at, tw- at 20 years old, you lift the European Cup, and you've already at that point you've already got about like 85 games played for your home club. I mean that that's a fairy tale, and I think all of us just would kill to live even a couple of hours in his shoes during the day. Don't even you know I don't even need to be playing. Just let me live his life for oh, for two absolutely. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any, any last things? I know we wanted to keep this kind of short, guys, but uh, Timuch and I'll go to you. Any last things that you want to talk about from the game or or uh, things to look forward to? I, I think it's just another day in the Premier League, like a daily reminder that there's no easy games. Uh, another daily reminder that, you know, City uh, will drop more points. I mean, they came close to it again today. Uh, and you never know what's going to happen at any given week in the Premier League. So anytime you can get the three points, if it's in the first minute, 94th minute, 110th minute, penalties, whatever it is, if you get the win, that's all you got to do, find a way to do that. And in the league, you know, getting those three points every week is the most you can do, and we've been doing it, um, especially away from home. I mean, when I was watching the game, we were down and City was down. And my thought at the time was, well, if the games end like this, we still get the better end of the deal because at least we're away from home. And, you know, you see them tie, then we tie. I mean, you can kind of tell these teams are going to go all the way again. So getting these three points to keep them at bay, I mean, that would be the, probably the worst case scenario psychologically would be to lose points, especially lose the game, bring it down to three points right before we beat City. Uh, so I think it was a huge three points. Bag him 
move on to the next week. That's, I mean, that's all you can do in a long marathon like this. That's the league. Just keep bagging three points at a time, and that's going to lead you to the title. Yeah, you, you said it earlier as well. I mean, for City to go out against Southampton, who they not only did they beat them midweek uh, in the Carabao Cup 3-1, but they had just been demolished by Leicester City. And, you know, not only, they scored first, you know, within the first 20 minutes. So every team is capable of taking points off you, and home or away. And I think it's as long as you keep that mentality and you understand you approach every game the same way, I think we will be just fine. Jamie, any last words for you? Yeah, Timuchin, uh put it put it right on a platter there for me. Bag him and tag him, you know. That's uh, that's it. We can uh, we can channel uh, channel our our inner inner cause and and go nuts and everybody's shite. We're we're top of the league. It's class. But um, you know the reality is teams like that are are gonna set up to to do us dirty and uh, get a get a sneaky one past us. But um, like uh, like our friend Chris Strain said, you know you, you can get behind the team or or you can't. But winning dirty like that that's uh, that's how we win. That's how how winners win the the big the big cup at the end of the day. Thirty eight games. That's um, on to the next one. That's it. Simple as. Yeah, well said. Uh, well said. It's three points is three points. At the end of the year, when you're you're staring at your reflection in the Premier League trophy, it doesn't matter how you won or where you won or how many minutes it took to get that winning goal. So enjoy it while you can, because these are the years that we're going to be talking about for the next, you know, the rest of our lives essentially. You know, we'll we'll sit down around the maybe a bad couple of couple of years in a row with grandkids or whatever and tell them about these times and Mane and, and the Scouse kid, Trent Alexander-Arnold, about you know how he could circumcise a fly from 75 yards away with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> so Freaking I, laser yeah, I think, beams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Chris nailed it. I really do. I think uh, just enjoy it. Get behind the team. A win's a win. Three points. And guess what? If you win every game in, in the, the league, you win the trophy. So up the Reds. Thank you, guys. I will talk to you later. And if, if you haven't liked, subscribed, or joined our Facebook group, please do that. We appreciate it. And uh, every time you do, it goes a really long way. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. <laughs>